Hello and welcome to the inaugural episode of the SFFL podcast with your host, the Vanilla Unicorn. Now, you may be asking yourself, but why a podcast? We already have a weekly newsletter. What could this possibly offer that we don't already have? And my answer is simple. Fuck you. We're doing a podcast. We got a great episode here for you guys today. Gonna go through some SFFL news. Huge, huge weekend in the SFFL. Keeper deadline has come and passed. Gonna talk about where we're at. Okay, we're gonna talk about some NFL news. We have two guest interviews that we're gonna listen to today. And uh, let's just get started. All right, keeper deadline was Saturday at 8 p.m. Hope everyone knew that. Um, just kidding. All 10 of you kept. Uh, about seven of us, give or take, kept three. Three of us kept two, all right? 27 players total. 13 running backs, nine wide receivers, three tight ends, two QBs. That's the landscape, all right? 13 running backs have been kept and are now off limits. That's a shit ton of running backs, folks. It is going to be slim pickings in the top couple rounds trying to find those high-tier value running backs, all right? Otherwise, we're going to be left with Damian Harris, uh, Justice Hill, Devin Singletary. These are going to be our starting running backs, all right? I'm looking at you. Cheers. Now... The draft is less than two weeks away, guys. A week and a half, we'll be up in Stowe. We'll be pounding claws. We'll be going at it on the draft board. I don't know about you, but I'm fucking pumped, okay? How did it come up this quick? (laughs) I don't know. I honestly don't know. A week and a half, and we'll be drafting our teams, kids. Get ready. Buckle up. Because this is going to be wild, all right? I feel bad for everyone who's going to be up at Stowe and not drafting on Saturday night. I truly, truly do, all right? All of your wives that are going to be there nagging you all night long. But, but you've been drafting for four hours. I can't, uh, shut up. I don't want to hear it, all right? I do not want to hear it. Lock them up in a cage across the house, all right? I do not want to hear it. That's first off. All right, second of off, will you stop texting me with keeper proposals, pick proposals, all right? Listen, I know you're scrambling to try to fill your draft pick gaps week and a half before the draft. I get it, all right? I don't want your shitty keepers, all right? If I wanted them, I would have picked them up last year, all right? So stop texting me. With your trade proposals. Not really. Keep it Keep it up, though. Keep it up. Shifting gears over to the NFL news. Huge week in the NFL this week. Preseason. Week three. Everyone knows this is the make or break week, all right? We got starters starting. We got rookies getting cut. We got... All your keepers getting hurt. Huge week in the NFL. 
Let's see, uh, a couple injury updates here. First off, Derek Henry resumed practicing on Monday for the first time this offseason. Uh, he was sidelined with a calf injury. Mike Evans, this is breaking news here. Mike Evans will not play in preseason week three. Has been sidelined all week with a quad injury. Uh, Ronald Jones has been dealing with a knee injury. Hasn't practiced since the uh, second week of the preseason. Broncos rookie uh, Noah Font sprained his ankle on Monday's night, Monday night's preseason game. Same game, mind you. Jimmy G coming back from his injury through more interceptions than yards. Huge outing. Huge outing for Jimmy G. And uh, Julian Edelman and Demarius Thomas both activated off the PUP earlier this week. Unbelievable turn of events for the New England Patriots wide receiver core. Last week, Tom Brady throwing a no names in practice. This week, who does he got? Josh Gordon. Julian Edelman, Demarius Thomas, Jacoby Myers is another one you got to keep an eye out for. Remember that name because those four receivers right there are going to be leading the league in yardage. Write that one down. And uh, last but not least in the news here, Dontrell Inman signed with the Chargers. And that's it for your NFL news. All right, we got two wonderful guest interviews today on the docket. I cannot wait to get into these. Two of my personal favorite league owners always brighten my day. And we're going to start off with a man by the name of DJ Jarky Poo. Hello, hello. Jarky Poo? <laughs> What's up, bud? Hey, welcome to the FSSL podcast. Stoked to be here. Hey, um, you know, I just wanted to let you know that you were voted by the fans to be the first caller. How does that, that make you feel? I, it doesn't surprise me, first of all. Yeah. You know what? Um, I completely but I'm flattered. Hey, you know what? You deserve it. Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw you a curveball right off the bat. All right, bud. Go for it. All right. Did you know there was an ESPN article today that came out and said that the most the quote unquote most impressive wide receiver at the Jacksonville Jaguars camp this summer has been none other than DJ Chark. <laughs> <laughs> Would you care to comment? Um, you know, I have no real comment other than I'm sure his namesake is good luck. Um, I have high hopes for the guy. That's all I can say. Say is I have no proof that you do not currently reside in Jacksonville, Florida. Well, I told you guys I bought a house, right? I, you got me fooled. It's just uncanny. It's uncanny. Yeah, well, and he better be your uh, late round flyer. I'll, I'm just gonna say that right now. I'm taking him in the third round. Don't tell anyone. Early round flyer. That's oh, yeah. that's fair enough. All right, buddy. Let's let's get into this. All right. 
Is there a rivalry between you and your brother? <laughs> no, I hate to disappoint the fans, but I would say no. Unfortunately, Drew is one of the few people that regularly proposes pretty reasonable trades and does his research and makes sure picks are checking out. So there's no rivalry, and it's better for him to think that so I can you know, sneak up and take that number one seed in the division this year. Well, let me just say, uh, on behalf of the rest of the league, I find that hard to believe. That doesn't sound like the Drew I know. But, hey, if he's got you brainwashed, uh, you know, that's that's your prerogative, I guess. <laughs> um, are you go wait? Are you, you guys are in different divisions, right? This year? No, sir. Oh, you're both in my division. We sure are. Well, you know what? I like that. Maybe, you know year. what? Maybe this will be the year where that 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 freeling rivalry grows. Comes to a head. Sure could be. Yep. We'll test it at the draft. All right. We'll check back in about uh, in about early November. How's that sound? That sounds good to me. I've got it on the calendar. Wonderful, wonderful. All right. As you know, keeper deadline came and passed. Um, How are you feeling? How are you feeling about your keepers? I feel great. I'm a little embarrassed for some people's keepers, but I have some top-notch value. I am super stoked to have Julian Edelman with a ninth-round pick because he is going to be a top-12 receiver this year. You know what? That Julian Edelman for a ninth round is a hell of a bargain. I'll tell you that right now. Let me tell you a fun fact. I want to hear it. All right. So in Edelman's last 16 games where Gronk didn't play, he has 180 targets, almost 100 yards a game, and like 10 yards a catch. He's Brady's safety blanket. I know. Hands down. Really, the only... The only way he's not a top 12 receiver this year is if he gets hurt. That's, that's honestly it. I agree. Other mm. than that, you're, that's a steal, especially in the ninth round. I sure think so. Let me ask you a question, though. Yeah. My man Josh Garden, reinstated by, uh, <laughs> by Goodell. What do you, does that scare you? No, I think that helps him, if anything. You know, Edelman's always a reliable slot guy and having some speedy goon running all over the field, taking away all that attention from him, he's going to be even more open. Fair enough, fair enough. Listen, um, I couldn't help but notice you picked uh, Jeffrey with, what was that, a sixth? It was a sixth. That's, That's cutting it close, wouldn't you say? I think it is cutting it a little bit close, but, you know, some people... I've done really well with keepers, and I think by the time we get to that round, a lot of good receiving talent is going to be gone. So I think it's slight value. I have some high hopes for the Eagles offense this year, and you know, kind of like Flash with them having Deshaun Jackson running downfield now, I think that's going to help Jeffrey be open. You don't, you don't think there's too many mouths to feed in that Philly offense? Nah. Nah. Can you name the other mouths? There's no mouths. No, I can't. Not me. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, how about um, how about this one for you? Who in our league do you think has set them set themselves up for the most success, other than you? Um, you know, I hate to say it, but I think Drew is obviously going to have another pretty good year. 
You son of a bitch. I know. You sorry. Pocket, doesn't he? Yeah. Oh my god. Like if All you right. just look at Mahomes' scoring last year, like I don't I don't know that he'll repeat, but he was just so far beyond what any other QB did and his ADP is way higher than where Drew is keeping him, and I'm a little scared of that. Here's here's the only thing though. His two running backs that he's keeping both have a lot of talk this summer about are they really going to be the workhorse back? That's true. I think Connor will be. I'm not so sure about Williams, but we'll see. I think, uh, yeah, I think there's a world where halfway through the season, Williams isn't even startable anymore. You know, you never know. I think it's possible. See, I'm looking at our keepers now. Who else do I like here? Hey, yeah, you've got some pretty good keepers yourself. You've been active on the wires. Damn right. Making trades, getting picks. It's going to be an exciting draft at the least. You know what? It, it, it'll be a whole different ball game than last year. Yeah. Because here's my, here's my hypothesis is, you know, usually not everybody, but usually the strategy is, you know, pick the best value, right? You're going right. up in the fifth round. There's a guy that's been fallen. Maybe you don't necessarily need a running back, but he's there and you draft him because he's the best value, right? Exactly. This draft, I don't see that. I, I see I see people drafting for need. Exactly. In in every round. And I completely that, agree. That could uh you know that that could cause some interesting things to happen. We'll we'll find out. Yeah. Hey, I'll give you a just a little taste. You know, I've been uh plotting out who I'm picking each round and you know it's not like past strategies of getting a running back here. I've got my eyes on certain players to fill certain positions in each round. See? Point in case right there. Yeah. But but you can already see, you can feel it in the air in this league. The stakes are higher. The uh the 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 amount of effort that that's put in by the average owner. It's wild. I think it's tripled this year. Yeah. It's it's palpable. And you can see like 40% of our draft picks have been the results of people trading picks. That's wild. Oh, a lot of yellow on that sheet. A lot of yellow. Listen, now to more important things, all right? All right. How fuck are you going to be during the draft on a scale of 1 to 10? Um, I'll be a 5-6 for sure. I mean, yeah. like I have a strategy. Staying sober isn't going to help me draft better. I'm not worried about being outdrafted by the most sober kid at the table who took seven tight ends last year in the first two rounds. <laughs> no, no names. No names. No I'm names. not naming names. But I'm just saying, I'm going to have a good time. It's not going to impact my performance. And, you know, I respect, I respect that strategy. You know, if anything, it'll help me be a little louder and really get in someone's head when they've got five seconds left on the clock and they need to make a decision. Hey, you know what, Jark? Best of luck to you. All right. <laughs> and, um, you know, a week and a half is going to come up quick, huh? It sure is. I can't wait. And um, you you tell Alex, all right, whatever happens that weekend. Stays in the right? month. She knows. That's right. She knows. All right, good. She's she's used to it by now. <laughs> she's seen what we're doing. Saying her first rodeo. Indeed. All right, buddy. Well, I'll, next time I see you, it'll be uh, in the airport Thursday night next week. Yeah, it sure will. 
All right, buddy. Hey, appreciate you calling in. Appreciate the time. Thanks, bud. Looking forward to seeing you. You too, buddy. Take care. Peace. Next up is the commissioner. What's going on, buddy? The commission himself. How are we doing? Not bad. Um, just sitting down to some some bourbon, some whiskey, some tequila, you know, in my parents' basement. So just your typical Tuesday night, am I right? Yeah, typical Tuesday. Typical Tuesday. Uh, New Jersey's playing Rhode Island right now in the League World Series, so it's uh, it's good. It's a good time to be in New Jersey. Wow. You know, I had no idea that that was going on right now. I feel ashamed of myself. Well, you never played Little League, so you don't really Well, I shit. played T-ball. <laughs> T-ball. All right. All right, well, next year. I'll catch you next year then. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure all you right, will. All right, here, let, let's, let's get down to brass tacks here, all right, bud? I want to know how you feel about your keepers right about now. My keepers sell the original three, as I like to call them. Uh, my, my Andy Pettit, uh, Jorge Posada, uh, Derek Jeter, and Philip Lindsay Cohen. And uh, my boy, Robert Woods, I feel pretty good about them. I mean, look, you're going to look at the rankings. You're going to see that they're one of the lower groups of the keeper ranks. But for what I gave up, I think I did well. I think it puts me in a good spot with the graphics that I do have to be able to create a really good team. So I feel great. Good. I feel really good. I'm very confident. Hey, listen, um, another question to hit you with. What was your hardest keeper decision that you had to make? Uh, the hardest keeper decision was whether or not I kept, uh, what's his name, Lamar Jackson. I think top choices were pretty easy. Um, Cohen was probably my bubble pick just because of the timeshare in Chicago, even though he's the back to have. Um, and I don't know, I just liked – uh, the value that you got with Lamar Jackson. You know, you mentioned the Chicago backfield. And you know I love oh. talking about the Chicago backfield. <laughs> I know you do. Do, you always, do David you always Mont- talk about the Chicago backfield. Montgomery and Royce Freeman scare you? No, not at all, dude. Like, I love, I love how people say this. And, and, and people, I, I don't know, some, some asshole shared some link. To uh, an article oh, right. about how about how Cohen uh, got more touches than he should have last year. Huh. Bullshit. The guy was one of the most efficient backs in the league when he got the ball. And you're going to say that he shouldn't have gotten the ball more? That's, that's kind of bullshit. So yeah. I don't know. I don't pay attention to that stuff. I, I'm happy with my guys. I know Philip Lindsay. Uh, this story alone is is enough to propel him into the, the, the number one role on his team for the upcoming season and probably for the next 20 to 30 years. Uh, and then Cohen. 20 to 30, as he says. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, and I, got, I got him for a keeper. I don't know. I haven't read the rules lately. But I, I imagine he's going to be my running back one forever. Right. So uh, money in the bank right there. Right. Uh, and, then, and then Montgomery, I, is he a, a city in Alabama? I don't know. I don't know how he's going to do. So uh, I'm pretty good with Cohen. Uh, I, I see them both as being uh, studs on my team. All right, bud. How about this? How about we check back in week eight? All right. Sound good? 
Yeah, check back week eight. Um, I'll probably have like 100, 150 points per game, uh, probably around there. Uh, and, and, and both of them are going to be the main reasons why. So, yeah, call me back week eight. That'd be great. All right. Sounds good, dude. I'll write that in my calendar. Um, yeah. How about this one? What was the biggest surprise from everyone's keeper decisions to you? Huh. Keeper decision surprises. Um, it's kind of hard because I – everyone that was there I saw, I think – I think the biggest surprise was that there wasn't a trade. I mean, there weren't more trades, I should say. Um, I guess it's not really answering your question, but I thought that that uh, there was going to be value there for Baker Mayfield, and I, I could have sworn that that someone would have reached uh, reached out to uh, Andrew and forced him to keep him just. Uh, just because he's going to trade him, you know, like it's, it's a keep and trade situation. Well, because yeah, I, I he's on a high powered offense and there's a lot of hype, so I, I figured someone would uh, would take that that bait, but yeah, I guess not. We know uh, we know Drew is pushing him, so yeah, he's pushing him. The kind of met the the buying price, you know. Yeah, yeah, that happens. I mean, some people in this league, when you try to trade with, they just don't see value the same way that uh, 98% of the world does. But that's all right. You just got to kind of move on. I uh, got to just work around that. So, uh, I mean, uh, Drew still made out really well. He's got three good good keepers. Uh, his draft, draft pick situation kind of sucks. So, we'll see if he can overcome that. But uh, I think he's going his way. So, no, to get back to your original question, not too many surprises. Uh, I think that uh, Cheerio uh, keeping keeping Anderson, I'm not really surprised. Um, he had another option with uh, Brandon Cooks. Kind of surprised he didn't take that, but I see why he didn't because his ADP was right around what he was giving up for it. So it really didn't make much sense. And same thing with uh, with Thielen and, um, and Coley. Kind of saw that as an option for her, but uh, I guess she just didn't didn't really want to take that that value pick and lock herself in with the player two weeks out of the draft. So yeah, that's probably it. I would I would agree with the Thielen pick there because I I would have if I were her kept Thielen there. I think because you look at that guy's first half of the season last year, he's basically the wide receiver one. I mean. You got to you got to capitalize. So that was that was a surprise for me. And Nick not choosing to keep Watson was probably my other surprise um, because he's got the potential to be a top two QB this season. And um, you know, I thought that Nick would have uh, just just valued him more. That's all. Yeah, I think he could still get him uh, with with his picks that he has. I think he has. Someone just got hit. I think that uh, he, I don't know. You know, you know and now you bring that up, it kind of does surprise me because I, I thought he really liked Watson last year and, and would look to target him again this year. But maybe he's got a different plan. You know? It's tough to see. And after the draft, I think we're going to get a lot more uh, insight into what people were thinking about with their keepers and if they even were thinking because I know it, it seems like there's not a lot of thought getting put into some of this stuff. 
Hey, you know, you never know. Maybe Sam was in his ear, you know, giving him some uh, pointers. Who knows? Yeah, maybe Sam was like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I really dig black guys. You should, uh, you should keep watching. And then Nick was like, No, fuck like that. That's right. I'm not getting into that situation. You know, you never know what's going on behind the scenes, right? Never know. Here's another question for you: Has anyone completely uh, fucked themselves over before the draft even starts? Yeah, Cheerio. Agreed. Cheerio definitely fucked himself over. He 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 overreached and and overbought on on players last year. I mean, trading away some some top picks this year uh, to win it all last year kind of, I don't know, seemed foolish to me. Uh, with Drew, with the team that he had, he kind of saw the writing on the wall uh, way back in week 10 when he could have had the opportunity to trade away his players' better picks. And I understand going for it. It's admirable to go for it, but if you're going to trade away all your picks for the following year and not really have much keeper value, uh, you're kind of fucking yourself over. So uh, I think Cheerio definitely in the biggest hole coming into this draft. And uh, he drafted well last year. There were some question marks as to why he took eight receivers. Uh, no, sorry, eight tight ends. Uh, you know, hey, listen, I don't doubt the kid. He's a good kid. He's a good heart. Really nice kid. But if you look at his draft uh, stock right now, not high. Not high at all. Yeah, you know, I'd agree with that. I'd say um, I'd say you, on one hand, you can't fault the kid because, I mean, he did go to the championship game, right? You know, he was one, one game away from winning it all, in which case it would have been worth it. But on the other hand, you know, I don't know. If I were him, maybe I would have been a little more – a little more creative this summer with, you know, filling those gaps, getting those higher picks to set myself up for a better season. You know, it's doable. It's doable. Yeah, it's definitely doable. I, I think, uh, I think it's just the effort you put into it. Um, I'm not saying that he's not putting a lot of effort into it, but uh, I think you're saying what you said with the creativity, uh, sometimes you got to think outside the box in order to double Yep. Well, I mean, you heard it here first, folks. John thinks Cheerio is foolish and uncreative, and he doesn't put enough effort in. Uh, yep. Which female is going to have the worst time at draft weekend? Oh, that's tough. Is Andrew's girlfriend coming? Do we know? Well, according to him, yes, but I have yet to see the payment in my Venmo account. Okay. Because she... She is probably number two on my list. I'm going to run down top three. All right. I'm going to start with three. Number three, I'm going to have to go with Jill. Jill, of the four four girls, I think Jill has uh, the the third to worst time uh, just because she has to put up with all of our shit all week. It's clear. Very clear that she does not want to have anything to do with us during the offseason. Right. Uh, putting me on mute, not an option. Got to get out of it. Uh, so having to deal with us, uh, the draft must must really weigh on her. Um, I have no doubt that uh, she will have a bad time. And second, got to go with Jacob's uh, girlfriend. She will not like dealing with uh, you and James all week. Uh, that, 
besides the fact but, bro, that uh, she that we've seen play it before. She spent two weeks in Europe with us. Yeah, and then one night in Bangkok, it's all it takes, I think is the saying. There's no so, surprises here. There's no surprises. She knows what she's signed up for. I, I think that she's regretting uh, buying those tickets. And then last, Curio's girlfriend. I mean, he's gonna, she's going to watch. She's going to watch on Saturday night as Cheerio creates one of the worst teams in Sparta Fantasy Football League history. And then she's going to have to deal with uh, a rowdy group of, of college kids, pretty much, uh, the, the rest of the night. So, I don't know. I, I see her as coming out of the weekend, maybe, uh, maybe reconsidering her uh, relationship with Cheerio. Uh, I know he likes her a lot. And, again, he has a great heart. Great kid, uh, but I just don't. I just don't see her lasting all weekend without uh, having one or two moments where she breaks down and, and wants to kill him. So yeah, and it, it's no fault of her own. No fault of her own. Wow. I mean, I hate her. I hate all of it. Yep. That's why, I, that's why I found a girlfriend that uh, that hates me as well. So I already know she's going to have a bad time. But, but that's not definitely expected. Yeah, I think I can uh, speak for all of the. SFFL here when I say cheerio, we apologize ahead of time for ruining your relationship. Plain and simple. Yeah, we're sorry. Uh, another relationship that we ruined. Um, Add it to the list. The last, girl, the last girl was nice, but we made you uh, climb a hill. So that's our bad. Hey, at least, uh, at least this time she won't be witnessing you shitting your pants. That's all I can say. Well, if you think Jerry's not going to shit his pants during the draft, <laughs> you do not know where he is, where his first draft pick is. At 19, I'd shit myself. That's I know true. that. Looking at that draft board, man, that's pants shitting material. Yikes. 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 All right. Hey, buddy. That's it for me. Uh, can't wait to see you in a week and a half. And uh, may the best man win. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the best man will win. I, I um, I can't wait to see you, uh, you and the rest of the crew. So uh, until then, uh, be real. All right, and pay me, pay me my freaking dues. You owe me fifty dollars. Come on, fifty dollars. Yeah, for the buy-in, buddy. Come on. I thought this was a five hundred dollar league. Now. All right, all right. I'll see you later. All right, all right, all right. And that's a wrap for the first episode of the uh, SFFL podcast. Thanks, everyone, for listening. If you have any customer feedback, feel free to go ahead and go to www.cheeriobangbus.com forward slash SFFL podcast forward slash comments and concerns. And um, that'll get you right right through to the inbox of my secretary um, and uh She'll go ahead and throw that all out into the trash for you. Hey, good luck at the draft, everybody. See you in Vermont.